The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast, where this week our special guest is Fiona Everard, who recently raced to glory at the 123.ie National Cross Country Championships. She became the senior women's champion and won by a decent margin as well on Sunday afternoon. I'm your host, Dylan Mangan, and I'm joined today by Star Sport editor, Kieran McCarthy. The Star Sport podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, Kieran, we'll be speaking to Fiona in just a little bit, but before we get to her, we have a couple of stories to round up from West Cork Sport from the week and looking ahead to the week weekend as well and um, we'll start with the O'Donovan Rossa ladies they're in All-Ireland Junior quarter-final action against Glasgow Gales on Sunday in Glasgow and Kieran, it's not often a GAA team gets to travel abroad so it's a huge occasion for the Munster champions isn't it? Yeah and just to point out the game is Saturday Dylan just in oh, case sorry. just in case any of our, our listeners are making the trip across and they land over to Glasgow on Sunday the game is Saturday morning at half 11. So yeah, fierce exciting for, for the O'Donovan Ross ladies football team. They're already after an incredible season. Their target was to win the County Junior A final that they'd lost in 2022 and they achieved that. They beat Donnie's by double scores in the county final a couple of weeks back. That opened the door to the Munster Junior Football Series and they've been going great guns in there as well. They beat Lockmore Castellani from Tipperary. Then they beat Newmarket on Fergus from Clare in the semi-final. And then in the Munster Junior Football Final, they beat uh, Skib beat Clown Mac and My Van. So now there's two cups resting in the O'Donovan Ross Trophy cupboard, the county and the Munster trophies. But they're not finished yet, Dylan. They've, they're, they've now got into the All-Ireland series. So it's fierce excitement for the team at the moment. And they're heading across to Glasgow this weekend. So... It looks a bit like this. On Friday, they fly out. They're actually flying out from two different airports because they all couldn't get the same flight out, which is um, okay. because they, they had to book it late. You could, they, they, they didn't know they were going to go. Obviously, they didn't know they were going to go to Glasgow until after they beat uh, Cormac in my van. So what we're going to have is almost half the team goes from Cork, almost half the team, the other half goes from, from Dublin, um, all flying into Edinburgh. They'd all stay overnight in um just outside Glasgow on on Friday night, and then it's half eleven kickoff or sorry throw in on Saturday morning. So that that's quite an quite an early throw in for for um for this game. But the skip team is travelling back on Saturday evening, and the hope is they're travelling back with their place booked to the All Ireland semi final because if Skib can get there, the semi final will be on here in Skib Rain, and that would be a huge occasion for the club. An All Ireland semi final right here in Skibbereen. So, what do we know about Glasgow Gales? I know you're going to ask me that, Dylan. I can see it. I, I can see you waiting to ask that. So, I um, did a bit of bit of research, and 
the Ward Intermediate team who we graded out to junior this year and they blitzed their way through the All British Junior Championship um, to get into the final. In the three games before the final, they scored 18 goals and 50 points and conceded only four points. But we don't Some know goal. the stats of what they were up against over you know so we're not sure what they're up against but when they got to the final it was a good bit tighter I think it was against a team called St. Cullum Kills and they won by 112 to 2-2 and then in there um, they did not to play Belgium GEA um, and they beat them 1-7 to 1 point so it's going to be a, it's a tricky game for Skib because they won't know too much about Glasgow Gales and it's a, it's a team made up of a lot of um, Irish Irish footballers over there from from Dublin, Armagh, and from a lot of Ulster counties. It, it's going to be a, a tricky tie for Dunder Rasa when you consider the travel involved, and this will be a novelty for for ever, everyone involved in in Skib. The fact that um, it's almost planes, trains, and automobiles to to get to this game. So how they handle the novelty and uniqueness of the game, because that's the reason they're going to to Scotland to play a game and a game they want to win. So if they can. If they can keep tabs on everything surrounding the game um, and just focus on, on the on the game itself, they have a great chance of getting to that All Ireland semi final. Yeah, you you got ahead of me there by preempting my question about uh what we know about the Glasgow Gales. But my other question for you, um, Kieran, is more about I guess it's kind of maybe a little bit easy for us, um, looking at this and looking at Glasgow as a team that aren't based in Ireland and thinking. Skib should be favourites here, but is the fact that they are travelling abroad that is kind of a leveller in in a sense? It is because, like I was saying there, Dylan, it's it's definitely a novelty for for any team when you have to get a flight to go play a football game, and it's just to stay focused on the reason that they're going, which which is the game. And speaking to a couple of the players with Laura Mahoney on, on last week's podcast, and I I chat to Kato Donovan um in this week's Southern Star. They're all kind of pointing to the fact that they really do take it one game at a time in in um in this year's great championship run that they're enjoying. And they really have to stick to that mantra this weekend. Take it one game at a time, but just focus on the game itself because that's the reason they're going over there. And that if if Skip can beat Glasgow Gales, like it could be an incredible occasion in Skip Arena to have an All-Ireland semi-final here the following weekend. And that'd be a huge what an occasion for for, the, for this group of players to play in front of their, their home fans in an, in an All-Ireland semi-final. And in the 30th anniversary of the year that the senior men's team won the All-Ireland senior club way back in 1993. But they're not getting ahead of themselves. They know it's going to be a tricky game against Glasgow Gales. Like, like we said, they, they'll know enough about them, but they won't know an awful lot about them. I was just going through various newspaper reports and online to see what I could find out about Glasgow Gales. And that's when I... When I saw like those big scores they're putting up early in the um the in the championship over in in Britain, uh, Glasgow Gales are a team that don't concede a lot, but they're coming up against another Ross team that's averaging almost 18, 19 points a game, and that's been scoring pretty freely this year. And as Laura Mahoney said in the podcast last week, they feel there's more to come too that they need to be more clinical in front of the posts because. They had double-digit wides against Cowmack and Myvan in the Munster final. It was either 14 or 15 wides. So straight away there, that's one area that O'Donovan Rossa will be looking to, to improve. And we know that, that Skib have the players. We know that they have the forwards. We know that they're, that they're a team that, that um, their manager, James O'Donovan, is saying is getting better with every game. And they'll have to put out a big performance again if they want to get to the All-Ireland semi-final. 
Yeah, and as uh, Laura Mahoney pointed out last week as well, they've really been bonding throughout this season as a group. So even going abroad, uh, going over to, to Glasgow um, will be a great experience for all of them as well. And hopefully um, they can bring a semi-final spot back on the plane with them. Now, a team from West Cork who are in semi-final action this weekend are Castlehaven. They are out in the Munster series against Waterford side. Rath Gormick. That game is on Sunday, Kieran. And um Castlehaven, they've had a little bit of time now to kind of regroup and and recover after the extra time win over Crat Low. How will they be feeling going into this? I was talking to Haven manager James McCarthy earlier, just for a piece for for uh, Thursday Star and their intent, their intent in qualifying for the Munster final. Um, they can see there's a great chance to qualify for Munster final. And that's with the greatest respect to, to Rack Gormuk. Um, Castlehaven have had to wait 10 years to get back into the Munster series. So like they know that these chances don't come around too often. And you're thinking of some of the older, or the elder statesmen of of this, this Castlehaven team. You're thinking of the, like, the likes of, of the Mark Collins, who's in his early 30s, the Brian Hurley, Damien Callan, these fellas who've been who've been at the forefront of Castlehaven for over a decade now. And they'd love, they'd love to have a Munster Club medal to show for, for their for their efforts. But they also know that these medals are hard won and they're hard won for a reason because once you venture off into the into the Munster series, it does become a bit of a minefield. Haven needed extra time to get over Crat Low the, the last day. And James McCarthy was making the point to me that he can see he can see since then like the focus is is back in the team that they know that they have a chance to do something special here. But it, this is going to be tricky. It's going to be very tricky on on Sunday because you have that away element again, and it's a it's a one thirty throw in at um, in Fraher Field in Dungarvan on Sunday. So what Castlehaven are doing, they're actually travelling on Saturday, so they're going to stay in Dungarvan overnight just to break the trip because it's um it's it's too far you could say to travel from yeah. Castlehaven on Sunday morning. To be there for a one thirty um uh, one thirty throwing, it's it's easily two and a half hours from Castlehaven to Dungarvan, you know, and you'd have to you'd have to be gone at which hour I think to almost to 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 be there in time. So Haven are travelling the day before; they're leaving no stone unturned, but they know it's going to be a tough game against a good Rack Gormick team, and 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 um their Waterford champions this year, they were in the finals in twenty twenty. 21 and 22 and lost them all. And they also won the Waterford Senior Final back in 2019. So Rat Gormuk have been in the last five Waterford Senior Finals winning two of them. So that, that alone is telling you a bit about their pedigree, that they are one of the top teams in, in Waterford. And Castlehaven actually played them in a challenge game up at the Florida Island Resort um, two years ago. James McCarthy was, was filling me filling me in on that as well. So they do have some knowledge of them. They have they have played them, um, albeit in a challenge game. So he knows he said they're they're a good football side, really good midfield, good forwards, very solid defence. He feels they're a football team as well. So would we see more of a football game than we saw? Um, in the Haven Crat Low game, possibly, but then again, it depends. I, th- I think on a lot of elements on today, the conditions and how the, how the teams set up. But um, big chance for Castlehaven to do something here, but they know how hard it is to to win any game in 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 Munster. So um, yeah, big one. Yeah, it's a, a tough challenge for them, and as well, I guess we spoke about them after they won the the Premier Senior County Final and. Um, it's easy to kind of think of this as bonus territory, but I don't think Castlehaven will be thinking of that 
of it like that at all. Like they, like you say, they're they're serious about this. And while some teams might might go into it going, Jesus, isn't it great? We got here. But like they like you say, they want to be in a final. Yeah, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Dylan, with Mark Collins on the podcast, the him captain just after they they beat Nemo Rangers, and he was telling us that in the dressing room after the county final, he was telling the, the, the younger lads or even the squad that they were going to take the Munster Club Championship seriously. So even after the, even in the celebrations of winning the county, Mark Collins was already thinking of, of the Munster series because, like I said earlier, you don't get there every year. Like it took Haven 10 years to win the, the, the county title between 2013 and 2023. So now that they're there, they want to make the, the, the most of it. And James McCarthy was, was saying likewise. He goes, they'd be disappointed not to get to the Munster final. So that's the, they've they've set out their stall, like they want to get to the Munster final. Um, it'd mean an awful lot to the to the club. Haven have actually won a couple of Munster titles before. The last was back in 1997. So it's 25 years since they were crowned Munster, Munster Senior Club football champions. There's an awful lot of football to be played before they could they could have that title again. But they know they, they need to make the most of this year because who knows when they could get back here again. The the Cork Premier Senior Football um, Championship is is a minefield. Um, it all came together for Haven to win it this year. But if you're looking at next year already, like you've the Nemo, Bars, Clan, all these really good teams. So there's no guarantee that Haven would win it next year. And they know that themselves. And that's why they want to make the most of it. And also when you have when you have such a good group of players and you have those fellas, like I said earlier, who've been there for, for years and years, the Mark Collins and, and the Brian Hurleys and, and so on, they dearly love to get their hands on a on a monster title but the same with the O'Donovan Ross uh, ladies it's it really is one game at a time so let's hope it's um they're two good away days for the West Cork teams this weekend yeah that one is throwing in at 1 30 p.m on Sunday in Farfield and Dungarvan and the other semi-final as well is uh, Kerry Champions Dingle against Tipperary Champions Clonmel Commercials that's in Turles at one thirty on Sunday as well. So we'll know um Haven's fate and the fate of the other semi-final on Sunday evening. Now elsewhere, Kieran Tim Buckley has stepped away from his role as manager of the Carberry men's senior footballers. He'd been in charge for the past six seasons, but feels now is the right time for a change. And um it was a successful six seasons, I guess, culminating in that that Ty Crowley Cup win in twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's certainly the highlight uh, in Tim's managerial reign, that 2022 success before that. And he limited himself. There were kind of a couple of lean years, uh, Dylan, where the Carberry, he was trying to put in, in place the foundations for for um, for, for a season like 2022. Uh, but it just, the results didn't fall Carberry's way. Like we Carberry to wait a long time for their first Senior County Championship victory under Tim Buckley. But once it came in, they, they, they got the winning book. They won five championship games in 2022, Won the tight Crowley Cup by beating Duhello in, in the final up in Parky Ring. That put him through to the County Premier Senior Football quarter final that year, where they ultimately lost to Bell and Colleague. But that year, by and large, was a big success for, for Carberry football because what it did, it made Carberry football attractive again. It, it, it made it um an honor, you, you could say, to play for your for your division. And Tim Buckley deserves a lot of credit for that, for the management team he put in place. For the for the players he brought through, but making it attractive again to play football for the for for Carberry, and it's attractive for a number of reasons. First off, you get to represent your division on the big stage, 
and that's that's a great honor for for any um, any footballer in in West Cork because we're talking about junior and intermediate footballers here, fellas who aren't playing at senior level with their club. So the Carberry offers them the chance to play senior football and, and to, to to pit themselves against senior footballers of a, of a similar standard all around the county. And you only have to look at last year, the form of both Brian O'Driscoll and Rory Dean for Carberry in their, in winning the Ty Crowley Cup. That kind of that opened the door for them to come back into the Cork senior football team this year. So that alone shows the worth of of Carby right there. It's a shop window to show your talents to the to, to the to a wider audience, including Cork management teams, whether that's under twenty senior um or or whatever that is. So Tim Buckley deserves a lot of credit for what he's done. He's decided to step aside because he feels it's time for a new voice. We've got to remember too that in his six years. We also had COVID, which kind of disrupted um disrupted a, a season or two as well. And he he was telling me when I was chatting to him that he feels like three years is probably enough for any manager manager to be in place. But he just couldn't walk away um from from the from the Carby team. But now he does feel it's the right time to pass the torch on to someone else. And whoever inherits this Carby senior football team, they're getting a they're getting. A, a team with a with a really good base, a, a really good platform, really good panel of players there. So so the hope is that Tim Buckley's good work will be continued and, and Carberry will make an impression in next year's county championship again. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, will see um when a new man is in charge there. I'm sure we'll be speaking about that in due course as well. Let's move on, Kieran, to this week's special guest, and that is Ennis Keane's Fiona Everard, who, like I said, raced to glory at the National Cross Country Championships in Kilkenny on Sunday afternoon. And Kieran, just a little bit of background, I guess. The win came just a year after, or less than 12 months after, she won the National Novice Cross Country title, which is the entry level competition ahead of intermediate and senior. And so to progress to winning the senior or the national, uh, the senior national title is, is incredible for her. Oh, what a, what a huge win for Fiona Everard. Whatever we talk about the what's underwater in Skibbereen, we, we, we need to finance a study of what's going on in that Balanine in the skiing area because it's 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 the it's the home area of um Phil and Joan Healy as well. So there's there's definitely something in, in the water in, in in a scheme because it's producing top class athletes. And for Fiona Everard, this is the this is her Everest for for want of a of a better phrase. It's um it's her biggest win yet. It's a national senior title. It's huge. It, it, re- it really is. And you can even see it just looking online this week. When you if you search Fiona Everard um in news stories. All the headlines with her name, like she, it's this is a significant win for her in her career, and it's um even more, even more astounding. Like you said, there she won the novice cross country just twelve months ago, and now she's mm. bringing home senior Irish women's cross country title. She, like she's a national senior champion, and just for our listeners, Dara McElhinney won the equivalent of this title in in the men's last year, and and that was big news, big news for for Dara. It was his first. Irish men's senior national cross country title and 12 months on we have another West Cork winner so great for Fiona great for in a scheme great for Bandon Athletic Club as well her home club and it's great for West Cork Athletics because it's keeping West Cork Athletics on the on, on the front and back pages of the Southern Star Sports section as our readers will see on 
on um, on on Thursday. But uh, what a great win! And by over forty seconds as well. Like this wasn't yeah. a sprint finish. This was this was an emphatic win, Dylan. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it qualifies her as well. Like we'll we'll hear in the chat now. But um, her her main aim going into into the race was to qualify for the Euro Cross, which is in Brussels in on December the tenth, and. I think it was you have to get a top three finish to to qualify. She blew everyone else out the water and came first in, I guess, a win that probably surprised her a little bit as well. Like she she says that it's not exactly what she was expecting. But even just to add a little bit more context to kind of the the scale of the achievement, um, no Irish athlete has made the leap from winning novice to senior in less than twelve months in the cross country. So like she is the first person to do that, which is incredible as well. Oh, that's like, like that that says it all as well. Like the the the, the magnitude of, of what of what Fiona did on on Sunday up up in Kilkenny. Like it's it'll probably take a while for this to sink in. I'm, I was um, watching um an interview with her kind of st- straight after the race on Sunday when she was saying she was trying to trying to, to let it all sink in that like she knew she could be competitive. And like you said, Dylan, she wanted to try and get a qualification place for the for your cross country, but um she exceeded all expectations, including her own, by, by by bringing home the gold. And it's just a huge moment in her career. And when you hear quite soon from Fiona, like this is a big confidence booster for her. And the hope is, and she says it herself, that, that she'll use it as a confidence booster because that's something that she feels that um that sometimes she doesn't have that confidence when it comes to when it comes to um, her her ability and her potential, whether it's it's in cross country or or on the on the on the track. So it's um it's a flag in the moment um flag in the moment moment for Fiona. So um there's a a big couple of weeks ahead, like you said, she's the European cross countries come coming up next month, and uh, and as you'll hear from her now, Dylan, she's getting still getting used to hearing that she is the Irish women's senior cross country champion. We're delighted now to be joined on the podcast by the West Cork woman of the moment. It's Fiona Everard. Um, we're a couple of days on from your your brilliant win in the, the, the cross-country championships. You won the senior title for the first time. So is that starting to sink in, Fiona, that you're now the national senior cross-country women's <laughs> Irish champion? Yeah, I think I thought it was starting to sink in, but hearing that still, it doesn't sound that real. Um, But no, it's definitely, I've wrapped my head around it a bit more than Sunday anyway. But yeah, no, I'm just as delighted now. Let's go back to the race. So when you were, um, I suppose, the week leading into the race, what was your goal and target going in? Considering 12 months ago, you won the novice cross country. And yeah. this, is, this is obviously at senior like. So what was your, yeah. what for you was your, your realistic target on Sunday? Yeah, so I'd been talking to Matt, my coach, a lot about it. And it was Eurocross really, just to get to Europeans was kind of the ultimate goal. Um, we figured this six on the team, but we figured it could only be three going from uh national so top three are automatically selected um so that was kind of yeah I suppose that was my goal just to like try and make it um I didn't know if I'd be I'd be comfortably making it or like scraping it in but yeah I think as the race was going on we kind of we figured it go out hard and I was just expecting myself to like just be holding on as long as I could um and hope I'd end up in the top three but yeah as it was going on I was I was surprised with how it was feeling I was like I don't think I should be feeling this good um, so yeah, even even crossing the line, I was just shocked with it. At what stage of the race did you think in your own head, Jesus, I might actually win this? <laughs> um, I don't know if I ever fully like believed it until after you crossed the line, but we had, I think it was maybe on the second last second last lap, I 
I, I was just feeling really good and I felt like I was kind of pulling back a small bit I didn't want to push the pace on too much um and I know it's 9k it's a long way so I didn't want to go out too hard and then end up paying for it after so I felt like I was kind of biding my time on that kind of second last lap and then I just kind of stopped like trying to hold back the pace and fighting it back and just let myself run comfortable for the rest of that lap and then I just found myself with a bit of a gap so I think that gave me just confidence into the last lap I was like look it's like it was still two and a half k to go but I was like I felt good so I was like just just push on for this one now um and yeah I think it, it was only when I was crossing the line I was like I've actually won it yes I was going to ask you Fiona at any stage of that last lap did you feel comfortable because you won by almost 40 seconds so there's a big difference <laughs> between being you and the runners behind you so could you even yeah. go down that those final hundred meters? Think, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna win this yeah. race. Or, or were you still I yeah. think this line? Yeah, I know I had maybe with like five hundred to go. Um, that's when people started telling me around the course to enjoy it. They were like, "You have it, you have it, one, enjoy it." And I think part of it, I was just I was like finding it really hard anyway. I was like, "Oh, I just need to finish this race." But also, yeah, I don't think I fully believed it. I was like, they could easily come up behind me. I didn't. You just don't know what's gonna happen. Um, and I think as well with like half to go I nearly slipped in the mud there was like a really muddy patch on like coming into the last lap um I nearly took a tumble on it so I was like okay just yeah don't get too far ahead just like get to the line and actually get over it so yeah I was trying to trying to tell myself to like enjoy it the last few hundred meters but I think I was just like just get there and then you can enjoy it after and then to cross the line and to win that Irish team <laughs> like that must be an incredible feeling yeah it was it definitely just it felt so surreal um, I didn't feel like it was happening to me at all, but yeah, no, I was, I was just thrilled with it. What have the few days been like since then? Because, like I was saying to you just before we start recording, like if you put your name into Google now, all the stories that are coming up about you, yeah. the, the kind of the new, the, the new Irish champion. What's it, what's it been like for you to kind of to, to wrap your head around what you achieved? Yeah, it's been mad, but the support has been so nice to get. Um, everyone back home has been so lovely with it as well. They're always like that in. We come from like a small village in a skin, it's like quite small anyway. Um, but everyone will like does support you as much as like a whole country in itself would. Um, so it has been really nice kind of getting support from everyone and getting nice messages. So it's just been overwhelming, I was saying that. I wasn't like used to this before. Um, but yeah, no, it has it has been really nice just yeah, hearing everyone's nice words and everything. And like I said earlier, Fiona, only twelve months ago you won the national novice <laughs> cross country, now you've won senior. Like that's that's yeah. quite a big jump to win from novice to senior. What you put that down to? Um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a step up. I think it was just I started being coached by Matt Lockett up in Galway last year. Um, and I think he's just gonna help me like see the long-term goal and just I suppose control my training a bit more. And that's just let me have like a consistent year for the first time in ages. Um, so I think that's it, just being consistent with it and actually being able to do the training. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll just kind of keep building on that. I was saying after the race, I was like, whatever Matt's telling me, I'm gonna be sticking with anyway. It's clearly working. So, yeah, no, I think hopefully we'll just get another few years and just try and keep building on that. Because it's important, I suppose, in your story to almost go back a few years too. Like you had your injury troubles, which did kind of, I suppose, yeah. frustrate you for a period. Can you fill us in on, on, on what those injury troubles were and how long you were actually kind of struggling with them? Yeah, so it was, uh, I think June 2021 was like the first biggest one. That was, I got a stress fracture of my tibia. um, And then took a long while kind of to come back from that and be able to like actually run on it again and then I just kept kind of relapsing into like stress reactions on the same bone um so that was a bit frustrating that went on for close to a year where I hadn't like done any sessions I was just trying to like easy run I think maybe by like May of last year say 2022 I was still up to only 
I think like maybe 20 miles a week. Um, so going into last year, I didn't really have like that big goals or high expectations. I just wanted to actually be able to train and stay healthy. Um, and then I think before that, I I just had a bit of everything. Um, I was constant. I was in a really bad cycle of like getting injured, and then I'd finally get all clear to go running again, and I would just do everything really hard. I'd feel like I was catching up almost. Um, and that cycle was just repeating itself. So to be fair, Ronan Duggan was my coach before Matt. He did a lot of work to even get me like back to running some bit. Um, he kind of started to break that cycle as well. So yeah, no, hopefully I'll. I've learned, I think now anyway, Um, I think it just, it came with maturity, just knowing when to pull back um, and when you can actually work hard then. And considering how tough those couple of years were to where you are now, because you've had a, had a great year, like cross country, but on the track as well, I saw you, you'd, you'd PBs in the 1500 and the 3000 metres as well. You had a, a big win in the 5000 metres at the Irish University Championship. So it's just been a great year if you want to. <laughs> yeah, no, it has. It, I think I... Like going into this year, I was even talking with my coach about what my goals are, and I was like, I don't want to set, I don't want to set like too many goals because I think I don't really know what what my expectations should be or what my you know potential is. I think I just want to kind of keep going and see like if I actually get like get healthy, get consistent training, um, then see where that brings me. So I think I'm still kind of on the same path as that, just not setting too many like specific goals, and just if I keep doing what I'm doing, then just just see what happens with it. And how much are you enjoying this year? I'm loving it, to be fair. Um, it's easy to enjoy it. I know when you're doing it well, but I just I think Galway here, like we have a nice group to train with. There's you know a good setup around us. We have our strength and conditioning and everything here. So I think that's part of it's more of a it's it doesn't feel like as much of a chore when you're doing it with a group, even up here there is a lot of like wind and rain and everything. But yeah, once you're doing it as like a social aspect, it takes a lot of the kind of hardship out of it. Um and you're enjoying it so. Yeah, no, I am really enjoying it. We got to kind of increase my mileage a small bit this year as well. Um, and I think that's really suited me. I like the I like running the more miles. So yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with it. And you feel you're you're starting to realise your potential as well. Like you said, no, you're you're getting the miles and you're having the success, you're coming off the back of those frustrating couple of years. So then we're finally starting to see the kind of <laughs> the, the the potential of, of Fiona Everard because you 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 had kind of success coming up as well, then of those couple of tough years. But now we're starting yeah. to see you realizing that potential. Yeah, I think so. Cause like I've always loved it. I've always had the passion for it. Um, so I think that's probably what kept me actually in the sport. But I know for like those few years when I was injured as well, I don't I would always think, I don't even know if I'm gonna be any good at this or if I can be good at it. Um, I just knew I enjoyed it. So I was like, it's worth just staying at it. Um, because I knew I'd regretted it if I had just kind of called it quits. Um, but no, it is nice to know that, okay, maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'm actually not too bad at it and there is something there. So, yeah, it has been nice to kind of realise that, that, you know, there is potential there. So, yeah, hoping just to kind of grow at that and work at that. And home for you is in the scheme of your based in Galway at the moment. Can you fill us in on, on college and what you're doing in university and, and as well as, as your, your training group up there, your coach and so on? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I started a master's up here last year in biomedical science. So it's in University of Galway here. Um, so this year I'm on placement. We're meant to have Sarah's second year is just like 12 months of placement. Um, so I've split this year. So I'm basically doing like part-time working for two years instead. Um, that's definitely helped with training, just you know, having better time and everything. Um, but I'm with Medtronic up here. They've been like so supportive. They didn't question it, you know, when I wanted to go part-time. Um, they've they were just really on board from the start, so they've made it really easy. But yeah, it's Matt Lock, it's my coach up here. Um, he trains the college group as well, so it's it's kind of all tied into one. Um, but it's it's so nice, like 
it's probably been the most like professional like setup I've had. Um, so it's really good just like training with a group. They're really good people to train with. You know, you always have people there. Um, and it just, yeah, it makes it easier even for like long runs, easy runs, everything. I very seldomly have to like run by myself. Um, so yeah, it just, it makes it more fun. It makes it, you know, more enjoyable thing. Um, and even like going to races and everything, it's, there's like less pressure and you're not as nervous when you're going with a group and you have people around doing the same thing. Um, it probably makes it normal as well. Like you're around people of like similar minds um, and they're like, you know, going for the same thing and everything. So, you know, there's not too many like nights out or anything like that. But when people around you doing the same thing, you you just normalize that. So, yeah, it definitely makes it easier. And this is where you're training now. But to go back to the very start, it was it was Catherine Duggan, wasn't it, who got you involved in, yeah. in the athletics club all, all those years ago. So can you fill us in how, how you actually got started in athletics locally? Yeah, um, I think randomly our parents just like let us join Bandon. Um, I'm the youngest of four, though, so I know when of two brothers and a sister, they all joined and I was too young to join. I had to wait a year. So I used to hate it, like watching all them go to training and just like waiting to get started. So I know from the start, I like I just couldn't wait to get stuck into it. Um, but yeah, no, it was Catherine. Catherine like took us on from the start. It's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to do her justice in words what she actually does for people or you know everything she's done. Um, but yeah, she she had such a positive impact on it. I think she had told my parents when I was really young. She was like, whatever happens, just like make her stay in the sport. Like there is something there. So I think before any of us saw it, she saw whatever it was. She saw something in me anyway. Um, so yeah, she kept us going, and yeah, she was just amazing. Like. She cared about people outside the sport as well as inside. Like if we had anything going on with school or I know growing up, I love camogie as well. That was like my second love with running. So she always, she never kind of fought that, you know, if I had a match that I wanted to do over a race, you know, she wouldn't argue, she'd let me do it. Um. So yeah, she she was just amazing. And she was just happy for people, you know, whatever your potential was, it doesn't matter if it was like the smallest or the biggest race. She was just happy when people were, I suppose, realizing their potential and actually enjoying it. Um, so yeah she had she had just a huge impact on me and then it was Ronan um, her son took me on then he did training with me throughout the years and everyone abandoned it so much for me I know there was Tom laughing I had loads of coaches in there that were always supportive but yeah it was it was such a good group to be a part of and I think they really kind of like from the start focus on long-term development anyway Um, so I think I just have so much to so much to be thankful for them Um, yeah they've done a lot for me. When you actually look at Brendan Athletic Club, the amount of top class athletes coming out of the club is yeah. incredible. I was just thinking about it last night. Obviously, you you Phil Healy, uh, I think Joan was there maybe at this at the start as well. Um, Jane Buckley was there before she went to leave. Nicola Tuttle now. Shane Howard was Irish men's long jump yeah. champion. There's yourself now an Irish senior cross country champion, and there's all the yeah. kind of the, the underage success as well. Like it's a, it's an incredible club for I suppose for giving local athletes the chance to kind of to find their potential. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a huge testament to Bandon. I just think they really care, you know, about like long-term success. They wouldn't do anything, you know, silly just to get a few, a bit of short-term success, whatever. Um, they really do care about the athletes, so they just make it easy for people. Um, And yeah, they, they've shown that sport, like even throughout the years when I was getting injured and everything, they never kind of like stepped away. They were always supporting me and everything. Um, And you can see it after races. I think they were just as happy as like my parents and my family were for me when I got it, so. Yeah, it is like, it's like a big family in there. And what's going on in Bellinini in the scheme? There's yourself, yeah. Healy, Joan Healy. I think we need some kind of studies to see like what, what's in the water in Bellinini. Yeah. <laughs> I think to be fair, I've just always felt so supportive there. Um, Like I said, whatever you're doing, if it's sport or outside of sport, anything, they just, 
everyone in, in a ski and a volley, they just really get behind you and back you. So it just makes it easier when you always have that support. Um, but yeah, I know like my my messages were going mad the last few days and my brother just said this morning, he was like, everyone here is like just congratulating you. He was like, I can't keep up with my messages. I don't know what it's like for you. So um, yeah, no, I'm I'm just delighted with it. And one of the, obviously winning the, the, the senior cross-country title, a huge honour for you, but it opens the door now to the, the Euro cross-country next month. What's the, what, what are you thinking about, about that race next month? What are the expectations going out there? How much are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. Um, I was only talking to Matt about it last night and I think he said, you know, it's my first senior year across, so there really isn't any pressure. Um, There's no expectations. So I, I think I'll be going into it just hoping to soak up all the experience and hopefully use it for, you know, future competitions or if I make year across again, um, hopefully use it for, you know, future teams. But yeah, I think it'd be nice going in. I prefer going into races like that when there's not much pressure on you and you can just go into it more relaxed. Um, I think it helps for me. So yeah, I I mean, I think we should be going in with a strong team. So it will be nice to like go and be competitive and I'd like to get everything out of myself that I can, but I just, I've no idea yet like what that will actually be. Um, but I'm excited for it. I'm excited for a hard race and to see where that lands me. Winning this title too, I presume it's a huge confidence boost for you. Yeah, definitely. That's probably a bit of a struggle for mine. I don't really seem to believe in myself too much before it. Um, so I, I think hopefully it should kind of, yeah, let me like back myself a bit more um, and go into future races with confidence. But yeah, it definitely has been. Um, I think it's even like Ronan was messaging me after saying, I think how shocked I was after it. He was like, it reminded me of when you were in schools races and you just like, you'd never believe it if you're actually winning or you're actually doing well. So yeah, I think it's something I've been working on for a while. So yeah, hopefully it will give me a bit of confidence. Just a quick look forward to 2024. Have you any any targets set, anything you'd like to, to achieve next year? Yeah, I mean, I would like to push on and have a better year on the track. Um, Probably more towards the five and 10K. Um, I know there's the European top, European Cup for the 10k um, I think that might be in May so that could be one we're targeting but as of now we're keeping the goals quite loose quite vague and just yeah I'll I'll see as the months go on kind of like what aligns for me or what looks okay but yeah I think there's no harm in just setting kind of you know good targets big targets and just seeing what can happen then. What is your favourite distance so if you want it because like I said earlier your PB is in the 1500 and the 3000 yeah. or possibly the 10,000 what do you think is your what's your favorite or your favorite distance yeah i'm definitely better over the longer stuff so i did a, a five and ten k then this summer um and they went okay so i think i think i'll stick with the five and ten k i'd say over the next few years it will be closer to the 10k i'll be going um that's why even at the cross country we moved distance from eight to nine k so i think that suited me a small bit more um and training kind of shows that i i do seem to be better over the more aerobic stuff so yeah i'd say five and ten k i'll stick with and you definitely proved your class over 9K in Kilkenny <laughs> on Sunday. So, no, huge congratulations again. In, enjoy this week. Enjoy all the, the messages celebration coming in. And <laughs> the very best to look at the Eurocross next month. Thanks, Millian. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast following that great interview with Fiona Everard and Kieran. I'm sure she'll be taking centre stage in this week's Southern Star Sport. What can readers look forward to this Thursday? 
Yeah, we have loads of Fiona Everard um, coverage there and also previews of the of Donovan Rossa and Castle Haven games this weekend, which we were speaking about earlier. We also have a, a really good spread on the opening weekend of the Carberry Under-21A football championships and the Southern Star on Thursday, whether it's the paper or online, it's the only place where um, people will be able to read about the Carberry Under-21A football championships. So... Um, great win for Ivan Gales, the reigning champions. Owen Gales beat Clannock Kilty. Carberry Rangers came back to beat Donnie's while young Michal Maguire scored 2-8 for Castlehaven, who beat Gabriel Rangers. So that's well worth checking out on Thursday. Um, also, we have an interview with Tim Buckley, the Carberry senior football manager, where I asked him what tweaks he would make to the current um, divisional football championship to improve it. So it's interesting to see what Tim Buckley says in the last word um, column, Holly O'Sullivan. It's a good, I, I really enjoy, really like the, the column. I, do you know why? Because I love the headline, The Empire Strikes Back. And what it's mm. about is what a great year for West Cork football teams in the county championships. It was our most successful year since 2003, which is 20 years, because wow. Haven won the Premier Senior, which is the top prize. Lucistown took home the Senior A. And all two of Bentry Blues were in the Premier Intermediate Final. So it was just a really good year for West Cork football teams. And Hardy talks about how important that is for football locally, because even though West Cork is the home of football in, in this county, it's still competing against a lot of other sports for the attention of, of young people, whether it's the whether it's the rowers or or um the rub the rugby players, or you've the rise of athletics. With um so many local athletes going well, soccer as well. A lot, a lot of West Cork youngsters are are making an impression at various um Cork city grades and, and levels as well. So good column as usual by Holly. Also, Bill Hart, Kirby Rangers, GA legend, received um a lifetime award from Score at the weekend. We've coverage of that. Also, an interview with Nicola Tuttle, the Irish Senior Women's Hammer Champion, who picked up a West Cork Sports Star Monthly Award on Friday night. Um, she's she's still she's only nineteen, Dylan, and she's a two-time Irish Senior Women's Champion. She's won nine national titles before she even turns twenty, and before she came over to the awards on Friday night, she put in a gym session that morning, and then in the afternoon she had a throwing session at home in Kilbritton where her mother had to put on the wellies to go down the field to fetch the, the hammers and bring them back to Nicola. So it's very much a family affair there that's get, that's taken Nicola to the highest of heights. Like she's a she's she's an incredible talent. Another another really um really talented West Cork teenager and a West Cork athlete who was at the top of her game. So it's just a like we always say in this podcast, it's just a great time to be from West Cork if you love sports because we have so many talented young sports people doing great things across a variety of sports and the great thing is we captured every Thursday in the Southern Star Absolutely all that and more will be available in shops across West Cork from Thursday morning Alongside Kieran this week is our bumper 128 page Christmas in West Cork magazine there's something in there for everyone we have over 250 local advertisers featured alongside gift guides, what's on in West Cork over the holiday period, um, puzzles and crosswords and a whole lot more as well. So that's free inside the star this week. So it is a must buy for everyone in the area. And as always, if you're further afield or you can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star and get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. 
just head to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details, and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week alongside full access to everything on our website. And you might want to hold off on subscribing, actually, Kieran, because this Thursday we have a great Black Friday deal launching on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We don't have the details for you yet, so you'll have to keep an eye out on our social media for that. But um, they're great deals, so I would strongly recommend signing up this week. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. And thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.